Hello and welcome to the United Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Okoje, but my friends call me Omo. I'm a doctor, a mom, an entrepreneur, business strategist, transformational coach, and the founder of United Sisters, an organization dedicated to inspiring, empowering ladies whilst challenging the status quo. I am obsessed with helping women find their voice and understand their true potential, purpose and passion, regardless of their creed and culture. This podcast is dedicated to helping you up-level every aspect of your life. Join me for today's episode as we unearth the power that already lies within you. Hey, ladies, this is your girl, Okoje. I cannot believe we're truly into 2020. And with 2020 comes new possibilities. But today I have somebody who will be sharing some major nuggets on how she actually, as a young woman, a dear friend of mine, has really accelerated her career in such a very short space of time. So I will just share a little bit about who she is. Um, It's my friend called Bumi Ali. She's actually a risk assurance director at one of the big five companies, accounting companies called KPMG. I'm sure all of you know it. So I am just so, so privileged to have this opportunity to get a chance to speak to her. Her main work focuses on helping clients meet their regulatory and compliance needs while adding value, major value to their organizations. Her background is in engineering, software engineering. And as I said, she has risen up her ranks as a woman, as a woman of ethnic minority and risen to a director position. And I'm so, so, so glad to have her here. So thank you, Bumi, for being here with us. I know that we have tried to make this happen and we finally (laughs) made it happen. But actually, I have to add, she's also a mom of two beautiful, gorgeous boys. But yes, thank you so much for joining us. No, thank you for having me. Um, I'm going to call you Omar. Sorry, <laughs> I'm used to this. So, Oma and I have known ourselves for what? It's been probably over about 13, 15 or so. Yeah. yeah, about 13, 14 yes, years. It's yes. been quite a while. And so, yeah, it's, it's great to be here. It is great to be talking to you about a subject like this, one that I know has been in your heart this entire time. Yes. And so, to see you actually doing it or to hear you doing it, this is an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing. Thank so very you. proud of you and proud to definitely be contributing to this. Oh, so. thank you for me. You're one of those people who I, I know you as a person. You get on with everyone. <laughs> and one of the things I love about you is that nothing phases you. And, you know, it's a skill. And I've always said that about you because I remember just going through some situations and talking to you and you'd be like, oh, don't worry, it'll be fine. <laughs> 
<laughs> it always is. <laughs> I know. You're always so calm and like, oh, we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I wanted to really get into really you and your thinking. I know that KPMG, it's a really tough company to, to actually get into. But beyond getting into, to rise up in it so quickly... Yeah. Can I just ask you, what is it that's driven you to even have the audacity to want to go for that? What is it that you saw in your in your ability, in your possibilities? Because one of the things that in our research, research I'm doing is that women are just so frightened to go for these yeah. positions. Yeah, I would I would attribute it to two main things. One, I, I have to give kudos to my parents. Right. Because I think a big part of it is in my upbringing. I was raised to believe that I could do anything. I was raised to believe that I could be the best in anything. And so I never had a fear of limitations. The sky truly was always my limit, right? Mm. And so growing up that way, I, I always had that mindset. But it's funny, when you get into the workforce, it's a different ballgame, to be honest, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you get through college, that's all you, you're doing your thing, but then you start working. And in a place like KPMG, um, I mean, we have what we call high performers, but we believe we're an entire organization of high performers, mm -hmm. right? What does that mean? I'll, I'll give you a scenario. You basically have a college where you have the top five students in every class, right? Now, think about a company that is full of top five students, right? Yeah. So <laughs> there's no Intimidating. Bottom, exactly, no bottom of the class, right? And, and so, like I said, getting into the workforce is a different ballgame. And so that takes me to the second part of it. I have been blessed. I, I can only put it, attribute it to blessing. Um, I feel like I have been blessed to have an amazing village around me. I have had mm. great mentors and great sponsors, right? I, I think of people who have come to me to help develop me, people who have put me in positions to help my growth, right? And people who have pushed for me. It's amazing the kind of power that somebody else's belief in you gives you. You know what I mean, right? Having people that come to you and say, Bumi, do you want to do this? Um, Bumi, do you want to go up for this? And you're thinking to yourself, wait, what? You want to put me up for this? That means you think I can do this. Mm -hmm. And that just, just kind of reinforces your belief in yourself. And mm -hmm. so it's funny. I, I think of when I first moved. Um, so I've worked at KPMG, both in the UK and in the United States. Um, and when I first moved to the US, this was, <laughs> I moved here as a senior associate. Hmm. Um, and I just remember distinctly having a conversation with one of my partners at the time. And he said to me, we went out for lunch, just chatting. I tend to do this quite a bit, right? I like to network and meet people and, and just get to know people. Hmm. And so I remember having lunch with one of these partners and he, he said to me, Boomi, you are definitely going to be an office managing partner one day. Now, in KPMG speak, um, we work out of offices in regions, right? And so mm -hmm. if you think about, let's say, in a New York, this is saying basically that, I, for example, I'm going to be 
the managing partner over the entire New York office. And I thought to myself, what is this guy talking about? And I said as much to him, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to be an office man. I, don't, I'm, I even have to make partner first before I wow. can rise to the ranks of office managing partner. But it was like, no, you are absolutely going to be an OMP one day. And he kind of ranted why. And I just thought to myself, wow, for somebody as a senior associate, so at KPMG, you have senior, you get to manager, director, mm. partner, and then a partner, you have levels. And so for somebody to see that in me as a senior, I thought to myself, wow, okay, let's go for this, right? And I remember ever since that conversation, thought to myself, I'm going to make partner at KPMG and I'm going to go beyond that. I'm going to actually try to get to the very top. So about four or five years ago, we had our first female CEO. So our current CEO is a woman. Hmm. And I remember when she got appointed, like I said, she was the first female one. And I thought to myself, wow, I want to be that one day. Wow. I want to get to that level. And so I've, I've had a lot of just role models like that, that I look up to hmm. and, and think to myself, if they can do it, if they can get there, I can do it and I can get there as well. Wow, that's you've said so many powerful things, um, but I think I love the fact that you mentioned something. You said that you went for a lunch with one of the partners. Now, can I just be honest? Like, I see a lot of women doing magical things, but sometimes we don't really have the confidence to approach these people because yeah. there's no way he would have said what he said if you weren't actually having lunch with him. So I, I just really want to get into your, how did you have the boldness at <laughs> a junior level to actually say, come on, let's just go for lunch. I mean, how did you do it? And you said you love to network. Tell me, how do you do it? Yes. So that is something or that is a skill that I have learned. So this is not something that is innate to me. It's not in my nature to be outgoing and all that. People say that about me, but I don't think they realize the amount of work I have put into becoming like this. It's not just something that... So break it down. (laughs) Tell me how you've done it. Which book did you read? (laughs) Show us, tell us. This is is why I say it goes back to um, a lot. I mean, I'm reading some books now that I'll mention in a little bit, but it goes back to a lot of the people I have come across, right? Mm. Very early on in my career, I had a director at the time who... Again, she was an informal mentor to me. It wasn't anything that was written down on paper, but she would pull me aside a lot and say, Boomi, you need to do X, Y, Z, right? One of the things she specifically coached me on was learning how to be a lot more vocal. I, I Growing up, I was very soft-spoken. Like mm. I, have, I have a very low voice. This is how I used to talk. Mm. And I remember her pulling me aside. This was back when I was an associate. She pulled me and she was like, Boomi, you have your peers who basically talk about what they're doing at every chance you get. You don't even have to ask them. They will be like, walk in an elevator. This guy will stop and be like, oh, do you know what I'm doing X, Y, Z? And she was like, you need to learn how to start doing that. I'm not saying that you need to boast, but you need to learn how to start to advocate for yourself. Hmm. You need to learn how to know who, who, to connect with, right? And that, so that was the first lesson, lesson I learned on just speaking out, which is a big component um, of confidence, right? Just learning how to 
speak out, like I said. And so going, moving on like a few years, again, ran into another mentor um, who talked to me about knowing who is in the room, right? And so one thing I've learned, right, is that there are a lot of books, seminars, sessions that talk to you about networking. Mm. And people can sometimes misconstrue that as I need to know everybody. (laughs) No, you don't. You first of all need to figure out who you need to know because we're all very short on time. Time is, is, it's a limited resource, right? And so time and energy, to be honest. And so you you really need to understand where am I going to get the most bang for my buck Mm. um, when I'm taking this little energy I have and investing it. And so it's understanding who are those folks that I need to connect to, connect with and Mm. connect to, I guess. And just stepping up and going for it, right? You, you said something at the beginning of this about how I don't let anything phase me. That is very much my mantra in life. Is like, what is the worst that could happen? The worst that could happen is that they say no. Okay, and like, I'm going to move on, yes. right? So what is the worst that could happen? I'm not going to lose my job because I asked somebody to go to lunch with me. I'm not going to lose my job if I step into my partner's office and say, do you have five minutes? Let us just chat, right? And you start to realize that when you do this once, twice, you actually realize that the people that you're reaching out actually appreciate it, right? They actually want you to come to them. They like to build this connection. And, I, and so I think... Starting that and kind of building that now, I don't have a, I actually don't, it's not something that phases me anymore, right? Because I have seen the value in it. You obviously have to respect people's time, right? Mm. So I'm not saying every day go and say, oh, let's go do lunch today. You have to be smart about how you do it. But taking that first step, mm. just thinking to yourself, what what could go wrong? What could go wrong? They're not going to kill you, yes. right? And so... Just do it and then see what the consequences are. What's the worst that could happen? Just keep reminding yourself of that. And hopefully then you step up. So when you approach them, I guess, okay, you're said, okay, what's the worst that can happen? Let me approach them. When you approach them, what do you ask them? What do you speak to them about? Hey, John, do you want to, do you mind if we grab lunch just to catch up, right? It depends on the circumstance. So I know there are people that I've reached out to because I've moved about quite a bit Mm. um, just in life in general. I mean, I recently moved to Miami two years ago Mm. and that involved me basically blind calling people and saying, hey, my name is Boomi. I've moved to the area. Just want to get to know you, right? And I want you to know me. And so do you mind grabbing a quick lunch? People love food. People love coffee, right? And so they're like, oh, I'm going to go for a coffee run. Yeah, I'm going to, I have to eat right at some point. So if I'm eating over lunch, like it doesn't hurt anything, right? Eating, I'm going to talk to you um, over lunch. I have to eat, right? I'm going to be sitting there. And so what does a conversation hurt? nothing mm. and so yeah i just go up to them and say can we just catch up on xyz whatever it is depending on the kind of relationship i have with the person right mm. do you want to just grab a quick literally it's a line do you want to grab a quick lunch for us to catch up that's it you don't have to go into the details about what you want to catch up on because you might not even know what that is at the time right you don't know what connection points you have so just say let's just catch up or let's just yeah let's just have quickly chat over coffee and then when you get there, you start to talk and then things will open up and you start to find your commonalities. A lot 
lot of us are a lot more similar than we think. Mm. We always have, there's, I, I guarantee you, there's nobody you're going to come in contact with where you don't have at least one thing in common. Mm. You all have a mother. At the minimum, right? <laughs> Somebody gave birth to you. So that's already one commonality, at least, right? I love that. <laughs> so you can start there if you wanted to, but there's, you will always, and it surprises you, or it will surprise you just how similar you are, right? What your, what your commonalities are. So it's just go for it. Go for it. And So when you got into Miami, you just started calling people in, in KPMG or where you're just reaching Both. out to people? Oh, wow. Internal and external. So I had to get to know the folks here, which meant doing, uh, well, we talked about this earlier. I like food, right? So that's why I reference lunch a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like to not, eat. Not a bad thing. Yes. Hey, so <laughs> so it's an easy. It's a, it's like just an easy easy excuse for me. Um, but yeah, I reached out to folks internally at KPMG, like um, people within my practice as well as within other practices, just to say, I mean, this is me. Let's grab a quick meal, just so you can know who I am. Right, I, I'm I'm not hiding anything. I like to be open about myself. Um, again, just. Because you just never know. You never know what kind of relationship you're going to build. If it's not going to work out, you'll know pretty quickly and move Mm. on, right? But Mm. you never know what kind of beneficial or beautiful relationship can come out of something. And so I did that internally, but I also did that and still I'm doing that with clients, right? So just reaching out and saying, let's just grab a quick lunch. And I do that, introduce myself um, and then start talking, talk about what I do, talk about where I'm from, uh, um, the good thing, like, well, for me, I guess I'm fortunate that I have somewhat of an interesting background. At least some most people here think so. The fact that I was born in Nigeria, I grew up in the UK, I moved to the US. I'm like, oh wow, <laughs> like traveled quite. A- so I have I have those conversation points, but I'm sure everybody does, right? Yes. Something you can talk about yourself, right? I like to go skiing. I like to plant. I don't know, fruit, right? I like music. There's always something that somebody will say and you're like, oh, shoot, I also like that. Some kind of remote thing. And you're like, wait, I never, looking at you, I would never have thought I could connect with you on something. And it's the Mm. most obscure thing that I end up connecting with you on. And so Mm. there are things like that. And I'm like, I mean, there's no need to hide it. It's not like some deep secret, like medical issue I have or anything like that, right? There's, Mm. Mm. It's not something I need to hide. So why not, right? Mm. Share those things and see if there's a connection. If there's not, you move on. It's very simple. Wow. So you talked about some books you've learned because you're talking really about being a great conversationalist. And that's for some people doesn't really come natural. How would you, what what books did you read or, and to be honest as well, let me just share something. I also think you're one of those people, you're open, you're teachable. And you don't take things personal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. Um, well, so <laughs> when I think about conversation, I did not get that from books. I'll be honest with you. It, mm. it, it was through a lot of speaking to people. And this is why I say I'm blessed, right? Because I just have people that have shaped who I am today, who have taken a personal interest mm. in making me a better me. But I think that is probably in part because of what you just said, which I had never thought about, right? The fact that 
maybe I come across as being open to feedback. Yeah. And so they feel like they can tell me, yes. you need to fix this. And it's they don't feel like I'm going to be offended or yes. or whatever it is. But maybe part of it as well is I do like to solicit feedback. I, I like to improve myself and I would hope a lot of people do. And so you need to take a step back and think, if you really want to improve yourself, you are going to need to learn how to take constructive criticism. There are times when people can be mean, right? And and you have to learn to just let that wash off you, right? Mm. Learn how to cherry pick what, what is truly going to add value. And even if it's, it, it might be criticism that in the moment might seem like it's mean, well, take it and go back, right? You don't need to get into confrontation right there. Take it and go back and think about it. Mm. And you, you can disagree. You can say, okay, do you know what? I have really internalized this and I just don't agree based on me knowing who I am and knowing where I want to go. But for the most part, you will find that people are on the outside, right? And they are telling you how you are coming across. They are the ones that have a more realistic perception of you, Mm. not you. You are on the inside. You're not seeing what is coming out. And so we do have to learn to be open. That's the only way we're going to get better. So if that's truly your goal, you have to learn how to accept accept um, feedback and mm-hmm. take it and work on it to make yourself better. Grow mm-hmm. from it, right? And so that's, uh, again, it's a nature thing, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You've also said it that in terms of the mindset that you go in with. You also say it's just feedback. It's just feeding yeah. back. It's not... Yes. personality um, bashing session or criticism yes. just feedback and I guess there's also yes. a part of you who knows who you are that's exactly right I was just going to say that to be <laughs> honest you are in control right they can tell you what they want to tell you but you ultimately have control of what you take what you listen to what you action and all that nobody can force their feedback on you they can tell you but if you don't agree okay, like take it and say, okay, thank you. I appreciate it. And move on. You know what you're going to action, right? Or either way, positively or negatively. So remembering that it is ultimately you, you you know what your goals are, you know where you're trying to get to. And so if you listen to it and think, this truly can help me get to my ultimate goals, then action it, right? If you listen to it and be like, no, this is going to be totally detrimental, then put it to the side. Maybe maybe it's not feedback that's appropriate for this year. Maybe it's appropriate for two years from now. Mm. So put it to the side and then you will apply it when it's, when it's time for it to come into play. But yeah, not personalizing it. Remembering that you are in control of your life, of your destiny, of who you are is, is a really big and important thing, right? They can't force anything on you. So Absolutely. why give them that power? <laughs> no, it's all in your hands. I absolutely agree. I think one of the things I've also noticed is that um, one, I think the, the more you grow in yourself, like it's not so much because I like, think when we go to uni, like we met in uni and so on and so forth, we sometimes think it's a lot all about technical expertise. Yeah. But I think the minute you're able to grow within yourself personal develop yourself and really honor who you are the more you grow as a leader so I think for me a lot of the technical skills I think is actually just 20% of the leadership battle 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I, I guess my next question is, how did you find it as a woman of a minority reaching such a senior position? Did you, and I just asked these questions, maybe you didn't, you know, you didn't feel anything or it never, it never sort of occurred, had occurred or had any issues. But things like for me, I'd be in, in clinic and being a doctor and a patient will come in and immediately, instantly think I was a nurse and be like, yes. it's not a problem. It's just why would your natural tendency be like you're the nurse? Not that there's anything wrong with a nurse. I'm just saying. No, I so, understand. <laughs> but for you, yeah. like being in a boardroom and talking and as a woman of minority, how did you feel in that circumstance? I think it, a lot of it has to do with making your presence known, right? Again, the onus is on you hmm. to make it happen. Coming up, I, I, I say to a lot of people that I have never really felt, I have never really felt discriminated against. And I'll tell you, a big part of it is, let me give you an example, right? Mm. So I know that I've I've talked to, <laughs> I've I've had conversations not in recent times, maybe four or five years ago, where we've talked about how I am, I am now in almost a position of power because I am a woman, and because I am a woman of color, mm. and the concept of diversity obviously has grown. In, mm. in the corporate world. And so every, every organization is trying to improve their numbers from a diversity perspective and all that. And now, um, and so some, some people will take that as an offense and, and be like, oh, wait, am I only being promoted because I'm a woman of color? I'm like, no, man, if you're going to keep pushing me forward because I'm a woman of color, go for it, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm, I flip, I, I, like for real, I like to see the positive yes. in it, right? Versus a lot of people tend to just see the negative in everything. And I'm like, man, okay, so wait, if they didn't promote you, you will complain, no? <laughs> so why are you doing this to yourselves, right? Yes. And so I have always actually looked at that as a positive, right? I've always looked at it as, Y'all, I'm, I, in, I mean, in my Kansas City office, when I first moved there, I was the only black person there. I was, then I grew to be the most senior black person in the office, not in my group, in the entire office. And I've always seen it as, you all need somebody to lead the way, right? I'm going to be that person. Mm. I am going to be your fine, your token, or I will be that token <laughs> black person <laughs> that is going to lead the way, right? And so I've, I've used that to push myself forward. Like, well, like I said, when I step into a room, I, I, I try to step in with confidence. I try mm. to carry myself with confidence. And again, this is something I learned. This is not something that came natural to me. So one of the blessings I talked about, right, is I've had people that have advocated for me. And one of those things they did was they sent me, back when I was a senior, actually, before I even made manager, I, I was sent to a two-day session that was specifically focused on confidence. Um, and it was target, the target audience was women, right? And my big takeaway from that session was how you can carry yourself with confidence. It's the most mundane thing, but for me, it has worked immensely. So I think about 
one of the lessons that they taught was about just how you your physical presence, right? You walk into a room or you're talking to someone sometimes, or I guess what a lot of women tend to do is they fold their arms over their chest hmm. or they put their arms by their side. And they talked about if a man walked into a room, he probably has his hand in his pocket. They have what they call the Superman pose, right? So mm-hmm. that's where you put your 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 hands on your basically on your waist and you're mm-hmm. you're standing like Superman. And so they talked a little bit about before you walk into a meeting, maybe go into the bathroom and do the Superman pose. It just instinctively gives you confidence. Hmm. They talked about when you walk so 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 today when I'm when I'm speaking because I'm I'm not a Public speaking is not um, public speaking is not a strength of mine. It's something that I'm trying to build. I'm trying to develop, and so if I know I'm going to speak in front of hundreds of people, I always wear pants, and I always wear pants that have pockets. And the reason I do this is so that when I'm standing on stage, I am able to stand with my hands in my pockets. Hmm. Right. So if you think about how a lot of guys, just because that stance for me is a stance of confidence. I'm, I don't have, I I feel I I can do something with my hands immediately. Right. So Hmm. I'm standing that way. Or if I'm even when I'm, I'm very conscious about never crossing my hands when I'm speaking to somebody so that I'm not closed off. Hmm. And it just makes me feel like I know what I'm doing. Hmm. (laughs) Right. I, I, I attend a lot of meetings with my superiors and and I try to learn a lot from what I see, right? And 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 when I look at them and I look at how they speak and how they come across, I mean half the time, half the time I'm thinking to myself, these I don't know how much of what these guys are saying is even true. <laughs> like, you know the whole fake it till you make yes. it, but I'm like, I know the technicalities of it. So I know that you're kind of bullshitting a little bit (laughs) the the ease with which you're saying it man it is flowing and it sounds good (laughs) they're buying what you're selling and so i tried to learn from that that you know what i'll be honest with you half of it is just the way it comes across it's not really Mm. in the knowledge in your head Mm. right and as long as you have some caveats there you can always come back and fix the knowledge but that first impression you can't right and so you have to go in there with that like with that stance right once you walk in introduce yourself reach out your hand right don't wait to be introduced step Hmm. out hi i'm boomy ali right and make yourself known immediately don't like i said don't don't stay in the corner that's not for everybody but if it is something that you want to work on that is a way to do it right just step out step out of your comfort zone Again, what is the worst that could happen? If you're going to take anything away from this, it is that. What is the worst that could happen, right? Absolutely. So that's basically how I have, I I just don't let, I don't let color be an issue for me. I don't let being a woman be an issue for me. If anything, I make it a positive for me. I'm like, you have got to let me do this because you need me to be in this position. Let me just tell you right now. (laughs) So you have to put me in this position position of powers so. as one of my uh, i i'm actually at the moment crazy about this artist called stormzy but as okay. stormzy says own it you've got own to it. own that's it right. that's exactly right 
take the power back. That is exactly right. I love that. I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm going to use that. Oh, my forward. God. Thank you so much. I feel like oh, these no. sessions that we have and some some of the people I'm blessed to have in my community of friends, you know, we can talk for three hours, right? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Easily. <laughs> I'm telling you. And what you shared with us today has been phenomenal. Just knowing yourself, which you've talked about, has been brought about by your upbringing. But it's something you can learn, being teachable, find good mentors, surround yourself with people that will bring you bring you up or, or you know, kind of build you up, I guess. Yes. You know, and all yes. these things are things that you can do get nowadays you can you do have access read and just go out there be bold believe in yourself and one of the things you've just said magical magical things is being optimistic seeing the good in something that may potentially look like bad in it it's using it as an opportunity so oh my god we've learned so much and i love the superman pose i will definitely be doing that (laughs) I'm taking right. that. I'm taking I'm using absolutely. that. That's nice. <laughs> it, it works. It, it may sound simple, but trust me, it works, right? You you feel like superwoman when you do the pose. So, like that confidence just comes across. Let me make a quick plug for a book I'm reading now, because I know we sure. did not talk about the mom side of it really that much, but I know that's a big part of just my own career and just being able to do what I do. And so I'm reading a book right now called Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu. I say I'm reading, I'm listening to it, to be honest, because nobody got time to read. So I'm listening <laughs> to it on Audible right now, but you can also buy the hard copy book if you do have time to read. It is such, it, it's been so insightful and helpful to me as a working mother with a, just with a household to raise, right? She has this concept in the book that she calls HCD, home control, <laughs> home control disorder, mm. which is basically like, like having OCD, right? But for the home where a lot of us put so much stress on ourselves because we have to have everything in our control. Yes. Um, and I am definitely one of those people. And I have learned a lot about just delegating, delegating with joy. So my, my things for 2020 are how to delegate with joy. Mm. I think to myself, I do a great job of it at work, but I don't do that great a job of it at at home. And so Mm. if you want to get more details, please go and read, go listen to the book. It's not very long at all. What is it called Um, again? It's called Drop the Ball by Tiffany Dufu, D-U-F-U. Yes. I'm on that. I'm on that because I need it. Great book. (laughs) Great book. And she talks about, I mean, it's just very simple things. It's a, it's a lot of it is a mindset change, right? And really Mm. understanding again, what is truly important and how to focus your energies. And so I think it'll be useful for working mothers. I think as well, for me, I'm going to have another session with you, like just being a conscious leader at home, because that conscious leadership is not just at work, conscious leader in your community, conscious leader at work and home. And I think for me, I'm constantly feeling guilty. You know, like, oh my God, I haven't the spent The mom guilt needs to stop, mama. It needs to stop. No, you cannot feel... It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, we were doing Christmas gifts over Christmas. And um, obviously we bought gifts for the kids. Uh, they they had 
this, I mean, it, it almost brought me to tears. And so we're handing out the gifts. Obviously, we're not expecting anything. But then the boys, my two boys, give my husband and I a gift each. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, it turns out it's just a T-shirt, nothing mm. major, right? But it turns out they were walking through Walmart one day with their grandparents. And they saw these Disney T-shirts. We do Disney a lot because we're in Florida. And they mm. saw this mom and dad Disney T-shirts. And they told their grandparents that they want to buy this for mommy and daddy because they work so hard. And I thought to myself, wow, my boy wow. is actually, they get it. They understand like they appreciate that we're not just leaving them on the side. They understand that we're doing this and we need to do this for them. Yes. And so they re- recognize that and thought to themselves, we need to appreciate mom and dad as well somehow. I mean, my boys are five and seven, right? Wow. Like they're really young. And I was just like, what? I, I, it was so unexpected. And hmm. so I, I tried to think of that. And I, I, to be honest, I tried to educate them as well. I try to educate them on this is what mommy is doing. When they talk to me about mommy, you need to buy me this. I'm like, bro, do you have the money? Like, mommy, but you have the money. I'm like, but do you want to eat tomorrow? And do you want to wear clothes? Because <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, you should just spend it on this and this. I'm like, yeah, that's not how this works, right? And you have to work to get money, and then we can do all these fun things that we do. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, I get And so we try to educate them as well so that when we're not there, they understand why we're not there. They understand that it's not just mom and dad are not present. Mm. It is because they're doing something to pay for our school fees, to send us to basketball camp, to Mm. you get what I mean. And and, and when we are there, we try to make that time meaningful. So I don't think like I try not to not to even feel guilty at all and I think you need to take that guilt away because it's not again remember wasted energies right that energy with many feeling guilty let's put it to something wasted (laughs) so just as we I know (laughs) well you know just as you uh, just as we leave I just wanted you to I asked for my guest um if you could complete the sentence life is short wow Life is short. Live every day like it's your last. You just don't know. I mean, I I, I, I like to, I have a slogan, right? I want to get to 50 and think, remember when I did, not I wish I had done, right? I don't want to look back with regrets. I want to hmm. look back with optimism and with joy. And do, do you get what I mean? Yes. And so... I try to think about that through everything um, and remind myself, I mean, life is short. We, we all know this, right? People around us are passing every day, young, old, doesn't matter, right? And so think about it. If, if it was your last, would you spend your time worrying about feeling guilty? No, you would just take that time, focus it on what you have to do so that you can get back to them and move on, right? And so try not to waste your energies on things that don't need don't need energy wasted on right focus on the, the the best value you can get out of every moment every second of every day because wow. you never know to be honest i hear people say this um but the reality is that you live it and yes i'm so grateful to have your time today and really for you to share so openly from your heart 
I'm oh, really no, wishing I you it. wishing <laughs> you so much joy and excitement and everything for 2020. You thank are you, Stella. Thank you. Thank you, Akoje. <laughs> and y'all, please listen to Akoje every day, all day. She has some fantastic nuggets, okay? <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you've loved what you've heard, which I'm sure you have, then please go ahead and share the love, leave a review and subscribe. I would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas, your aha moments and your breakthroughs. You can connect with me on social media, on Instagram or Facebook by searching for Dr. Okoje Omo Okunkwo. You can find my details on the show notes. I'd love to add you to our Facebook United Sisters group where you'll get a daily dose of inspirational thoughts and insights. I can't wait to connect with you on our next episode. But until then, go out there, be bold, be beautiful and just be you.